0: This is Isolated Together, a pandemic podcast by Quinnipiac University. I'm David DeRoche. In this episode, guest host Vince Contrucci interviews Louise Chavez-Brummel from the New Haven Free Public Library. They talk about the different services the library is offering and what they're doing differently these days. This is Isolated Together. Stick around for information on our next episode. Thanks for listening.
1: Hello and welcome to the Isolated Together podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Vince Contruchy, Director of Community Service at Quinnipiac University. With me today is Luis Chavez-Brummel, the Branch Manager of Wilson Library in New Haven. Thank you for joining me today, Luis. How are you doing? Fine. Thank you for having me here, Vince. Appreciate it. Yeah. How are you doing during the uh, pandemic?
2: Uh, doing my best to stay uh, healthy, you know, working from home, which has been an adjustment, and uh, spending time with, like, family, and taking time to, like, go outdoors a little bit, you know, safely just around the yard and different things just to get some sunlight. Sure. Uh, It's just you're crazy, but
1: yeah. No. Okay. So can you ex- describe for our listeners the different types of programs that the Wilson Public Branch is offering or has offered? Sure. So uh, right
2: now, well, I guess, you know, pre-COVID, the traditional services, so the circulation, checking out books, movies, DVDs, we've expanded into, you know, museum passes, local community partners, such as, say, Longmore Theater, the LP Body Museum, and then now you know the community program aspect is something that you would think are like you know, the traditional aspects of library programs so that would be say story times so we would have local preschools come in and we'll provide in the morning story times once a week uh we have the ESL class that we for example say Irish volunteers coming in working uh teaching ESL to some afghani mothers so what what's what's ESL what's ESL oh, for English for speakers of other languages Okay, so English as a second language class. English as a second language, more or less, classes. And then the Ives Main Library would provide that as well. At Wilson Branch, we had a community art project in partnership with the Yale Center for British Art, which is an after-school program for kids. They created a cloth mural, which hangs in our lower level, in our atrium. Uh, So that was a wonderful program last year that's continuing, you know, creative way I'll go into in a little bit. And then we also have a social determinants of health program called Body and Soul. We provide a free meal uh, for each dinner because we realized as a library, although we have a grant with the National Networks of Libraries of Medicine, we're able to provide all these wonderful special medical books to kind of help, you know, diet books, you know, how to mm-hmm. sleep better, things that nature. We realized having that conversation and an ability to have experts come in Uh, And just share that knowledge and then provide a free meal, especially in a community that, you know, suffers from housing insecurity, food insecurity as well, which is a wonderful uh, benefit. Uh, And so that happens. And then we have lectures with like democracy in America with uh, Yale Public Humanities at Yale. So that's kind of our traditional programs. But also as a New Haven Free Public Library, we are also a department of the city of New Haven. Okay. So we have a lot of government uh, services. So for example, uh, volunteer income tax assistance in partnership with the City of New Haven, uh, VITA volunteers would come in usually on Tuesday evenings during tax season, Tuesday evenings and Saturdays, afternoons to work with the community, helping them fill out the tax forms. Uh, we work with the City of New Haven's department of elderly services for a rent and rebate program uh, for those in the community to come in. And so we also work with a, a community partner named Liberty Community Services to provide social services for those who are, say, unsheltered or just need kind of different supports in other areas. Usually Tuesday evenings, Saturday mornings, depending upon schedule alternating. So we have this social service, government service as well, on top of the traditional programs and what we call
1: circulation, the checking out of the materials. That's so exciting. I mean, just the, the amount and the variety of different things that are going on at the library. I think that a lot of people, you know, haven't really thought about the different capacities uh, that librarians have to have in order to, to do that type of work. So I wanted to, you know, maybe learn a little bit more about you. I think you're pretty new to the the Wilson branch. So can you kind of describe your um, transition to, you know, becoming the the branch manager for the wilson branch sure
2: so you know like shameless plug we've known each other for a little while now vince and it's funny i got into public libraries via um public allies americorps where i was a manager coordinator at the Bridgeport public library and that was almost 10 years ago now and from that experience i got into public libraries because i saw just the benefit of you know helping the community because I was like most people like oh yeah I went to library you know to get you know books for summer reading for you know mandated stuff or you know in college, right. having to go in but going into you know the Americorps the whole notion of public service and seeing what the public service you know that the live, public library provides I was totally unaware until I actually started working. And then I figured, you know, let me give a shot. I always love learning. I've always loved, you know, storytelling, getting people engaged, bring them together. And I figured, well, this might be an opportunity. So I was able to uh, you know, get into North Carolina Central Library Science Program, distance education program, and get a master's degree. And during that time, was working in local libraries and, you know, originally worked at a office of community outreach at University of Connecticut. I started AmeriCorps program for a little while, but almost a year and a half or so. I was one of the co-managers. And so getting that experience with like literacy early learning and then an opportunity came to work in New Haven that I applied for because New Haven's my hometown. And so there was an opportunity to manage the Young Minds and Family Learning, uh, which kind of the youth and services of the family department, the Main Library. And I was able to fortunate enough to get the job and then work there for two years. And then an opportunity came in Wilson Branch. And you know it's very surreal for me being a New Haven native I went to middle school in the service area where I now work. Uh, My parents knew uh, the namesake of the library, Cortland Wilson. I actually went to elementary school uh, with uh, the namesake of the library, Cortland Wilson's grandson. And so it's just very, very much coming full circle and being in this space. So I would say you were asking about kind of the different skill sets that you would apply for the job. And so you're wearing a lot of hats simultaneously. But kind of with your work with you know community outreach and especially if any of your students are listening, it's the idea of being empathetic and being willing to work with people. Because right. there are always going to be inevitable challenges. Obviously, in these times are you know more <laughs> challenging than usual, but it's the same principle. So what are you willing to do? And how do you come up with like the creative uh, solutions? And so I you know have interests like in filmmaking. I mean, as you know, corny as it sounds whatever interests that you have, you're able to bring in and apply to the job. There are certain basic things, you know, wanting to make sure like our number one value as an institution is, you know, advanced literacy and our strategic Mm -hmm. framework is called, you know, growing together one city, one future. So you have to believe in the potential of people. You have to want people to advance and to, you know, move forward and just be willing to help people, you know, in that way with existing resources, be willing to help create new resources as needed. So really the most important thing is just a willingness uh, to serve and be helpful and believe in like community outreach and engagement. And some of the other skills, you know, can be learned, you know, technology skills, if your chances are, if you're any of your students that are listening, chances are they're probably light years ahead of some of our patrons who just are still kind of afraid of technology haven't had access yeah. to it for a very reason so just as something as simple as being helping a person create an email account on the computer makes a huge difference in the past in my career like i've brought in like a, you know a guitar for a story time uh, when i was at the ice main library i have a staff member now who's a multi-instrumentalist who plays the accordion and he's you know making videos now with the accordion that's for that's great so it's just it's it's a field where you can bring in the things that you love, and that you know, there's space where we can create space for it as
1: well. So. Well, you alluded to a little bit, you know, some of the challenges that we're, you know, facing in our current environment, and you know, in, in thinking about, you know, what the library does and how it serves the public. You know, it, it's a community space. It's 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 intended and and designed to bring people in and work together. and how have you pivoted your library branch uh, to kind of transition your services to continue to reach out to the community and, and meet their needs?
2: It's really fascinating. So the whole institution has had to pivot. And so now we're like working together. So I mentioned our strategic framework is you know, growing together. So the first thing that our administration team, our city librarian, was like, okay, we all have to work from home now. Let's make sure that our staff members have access to the technology they need to work from home. And so yeah. that was kind of like step one. And then step two is like, okay, how do we continue to support our community in the traditional ways where we can? So it's been something, simple things, to say, updating our website, adding a chat feature, uh, you know, consistently updating our social media with just updates from the city of New Haven, you know, virtual VITA opportunities for putting on our website. Uh, staff members have been incredible creating book reviews for children's books and for adult books. Uh, sharing videos of you know, past programs, just getting involved. And then also our community, my colleagues across the system have been really coming up with creative solutions. So how do we help the community in this time? Because that's our number one goal, it's helping the community thrive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we have a, a maker space called Ives Square in our Ives main library. And so my colleagues there have been, they brought some of the sewing machines and one of the 3D printers to their houses because we couldn't go back into the library. And so they've actually been making been sewing masks and you know face shields for yale New haven hospital and yale hospice uh or connecticut hospice and so just these amazing things that people are responding uh specifically for us at wilson branch uh kind of like what my colleagues across the system are doing we're checking in with their regular patrons because you know people have been you know scared they're like oh my goodness you know what do we do you know we've had these materials so it's like letting them know we've you know actually been renewed all the materials until like June 30th so they don't have to worry about getting any fines or anything of that nature. Uh, My colleagues, fellow branch managers, myself, we call our branches, branches daily to see any messages that patrons leave, so for instance, a patron left a message and said, "Well, hey, I need help with income taxes," and he left a message in Spanish. So, say, I'll put, you know call the patron back and speak with them and say, "Well, here's our website. Here's the Virtual Vita available on our website. You know, please click on this and you know, help that you know patron on their way with that process." So, even just you know reaching out to our regular volunteers, who meet with our class of afghani mothers or um, esl class just to say well how how are you doing how are the families doing and it turned out that one particular family uh, needed access to uh, halal meals because you know the mother has several small children and so we were able to put them in contact with another community partner who's donating halal meals and so it is kind of creative solutions uh, to the pandemic, so we like to say that our buildings are closed, but we're open online, and so just like these different things, kind of like preparing and just reimagining services like on the fly, so that creativity. That's neat.
1: So, can you describe for our listeners uh, exactly where the Wilson Branch Library is?
2: Sure. So, the Wilson Branch Library is located on 303 Washington Avenue. New Haven Connecticut it's located more like what's known as like the hill greater Hill neighborhood so kind of mm-hmm. hill north Hill south so for those of you listening from Quinnipiac we're near Yale Medical campus so we're just like right around the corner from Yale New Haven hospital uh to kind of give context uh, right off i-95 they know say for example where the Long Wharf theater is or long Wharf on ninety five exit 46 we're not too far from
1: that. okay so the the Wilson library is th- I think that it's one of the fairly newer branches of the New Haven Free Public Library system. Is that correct? Yes, it is. So we
2: are the youngest neighborhood branch. We're also the largest neighborhood branch uh, outside of the Ives Main Library. And so the Hill neighborhood has had libraries uh, over the decades, kind of like open and closed or in different schools. And this particular building is named after someone who is a huge community leader by the name of Cortland Wilson. And we mm-hmm. always advocated for literacy and having you know resources for the neighborhood. And then this building was finally uh, made and opened was opened in two thousand and six.
1: So when you say it's the largest branch besides the main the main uh, public library uh, right downtown, uh, what does what does that entail? What does that mean?
2: It means that uh, we really kind of support the community in a lot of different ways in ways or like my colleagues who have smaller spaces aren't necessarily able to. So, for instance,
1: so like part of that largest branch is like kind of the, the just square footage footprint of the branch, is that footprint? So it's okay. a
2: square footage footprint. So uh, to give context, we have like the most reading meeting room space like in, our, in the outside of the ice Library. So for us, we'll have uh, colleagues say, well, we can't host this particular group at our location, you know, talk with Luis at Wilson, perhaps they can accommodate. Uh, so to give a you know a quick you know example, we serve as a VITA a volunteer income tax assistance site, and so like, during tax season, traditionally pre-COVID, and so we're providing, let's say, tax services. So on our Tuesday evening is when we're open to the public, um, our late night, if you will, 12 to 8 p.m. So pre-COVID, on Tuesday evenings, we would have social determinants of health programs or writing groups in one room and then have, you know, income tax assistance with, you know, 20 plus people in another area the lower level, plus people upstairs, just, you know, kids doing homework after school, people applying for jobs, people going in to check out books and movies, et cetera, all happening simultaneously. And yeah. so where other locations, you know, they're not as large, it's just more directed. And so it's just, you know, a lot of, you know, community support and just wearing a multiple in that way, so it's kind of the physical. Footprint.
1: Awesome. So, in, in thinking about you know the time when we begin to uh, be able to interact with human beings again, has uh, the New Haven Free Public Library system begun to think about what it's going to look like to like open a branch or or to begin to provide physical you know in person services again?
2: Sure. So, uh, you know, the administration team and leadership team, you know, we're meeting with our own respective. Uh, I guess departmental teams to kind of think about what would a phased reopening look like. I want to say, you know, we will follow the guidelines of the city, New Haven and the state and just learn from that process. So uh, you know we make sure, you know, safety is number one. We want to make sure people are, are safe. You know, I also am the kind of the staff, I guess, the chair of the library staff training organizational culture committee. And what's been amazing is that uh, since we're all working from home, library staff members have taken hundreds of online resources, webinars, and things, and trainings, and many of them kind of deal with just learning about national trends. How do we respond towards, you know, this new normal and realities on the ground? So thinking logistically in terms of, you know, how do we disinfect materials, uh, you know, what are Mm -hmm. other libraries across the state? Just last Friday, I was, you know, really fortunate enough to participate in a national uh, webinar with the American Library Association. They dealt with COVID 19, but addressing xenophobia in the Asian American community. And to realize that historically, with immigration, there's this whole notion of the yellow peril. And then, even just our use of language, going back to literacy, they say, you know, COVID 19 versus folks, you know, in different leadership positions nat- nationally who've been saying, well, it's the Wuhan virus or the Kung flu and to say, well, no, that's not correct. We should be precise and say COVID-19. And this is why, because there are historical reasons and people are experiencing a discrimination and you know hate crimes because of this, unfortunately. And so right. for us being a free, open library for everyone, uh, and I'm happy to announce that you know, the NHFPL, our city librarian, John Jessen, and my supervisor, our uh, public service administrator for Young Mind, Feng said last week, let us make sure that all the library staff members sign a pledge to the American Library Association to say that no we're against xenophobia. And I sent the uh, webinar links to receive the recording uh, to all NHFPL staff to complete this. uh, So within the next week, and so staff is already on board they're excited to do it and it's you known. it's great work so these are all the things that we're kind of thinking about not just in terms of the immediacy because we know in terms of the main policy stuff that's you know state and national and you know the city and having here those guidelines yeah and a host of other things that we're doing that we're thinking about how do we ensure that we remain a welcoming space how do we keep our you know patrons and our communities and ourselves
1: that's awesome so I, I'm really glad that um, you, you you mentioned earlier that you know I, I can't remember the exact phrase that you put it, but you know the libraries are open. We're just open online. And, you know, I think that's extremely important for people to recognize uh, that, you know, the, the public library system is still operating, is still serving the needs of the community, and is still a resource. Uh, so if people wanted to contact the New Haven Free Public Library System or even, you know, the Wilson branch, where could we direct them to?
2: So I would say the most, uh, the easiest one-stop shop is our website, nhfpl.org. And so that's our website, and what's great about it, because I mentioned we've been updating our website, so we have a chat feature, and so we have library staff who are overseeing the chat feature. So even if you have a little question, you can just go and say, "Hey, you know, what's the process? You know, are my books due? My books are supposed to be due tomorrow. What do I do?" It's like, well, no, there's someone that you know respond, answer the question. We also have on our website, on our homepage, links and access to our social media, and so we're a great follow on social media as well, because we're sharing, you know essential resources from, say, the city of New Haven with the, say, new COVID testing sites or things of that nature, and we're also sharing some, like, fun things. So something my colleagues have worked on uh, with our social media team. They're create, recreating book covers, so staff members are recreating, you know, book covers artistically. Uh, they've created a community mixtape where staff are sharing spotify playlists that you can listen to kind of corn tunes you know going kind to of play on quarantine yeah. there's also <laughs> uh you know staff members showing how they're working from home so there's been a whole uh several different posts now of colleagues they're sharing pictures of their pets like their cats and their laptop working spaces green the new normal so there's a lot of it's not you know there's there's a lot of you know your cliche sunshine enjoyable things to look on the, the social media feeds as well and then of course shameless plug our ongoing programs so now we are now you know, we're closed. Our buildings are closed. We're open online, and so what does this mean? We're moving a lot of our programs towards registered Zoom accounts. And so now, for example, mm-hmm. last night, shameless plug: the Wilson Branch Library. We have a wonderful collaboration with the Long Wharf Theater, which are one of our neighborhood partners. But I like to brag that they're in our neighborhood service area, so I joke where the local branch. But they're wonderful. They do great work with everyone uh, in the library system and then the New Haven Arts Council. And so we had a a monthly writers group. Uh, called the Inklings Writers Group and that would take place Tuesdays at six o'clock and then with you know we had a schedule planning then of course COVID-19 happened everything went mm. and we were still able to continue uh, the program on our scheduled date by thanks to Long Longworth Theater and uh, their great team including a uh, Maddie Ardito, who's the head of organizing and learning, and then uh, one of their public allies, Maripar's Brianna, and then our former colleague of theirs, Taylor Ibarra, who really said, oh, let's come together. And this work is more important than ever now because how do we help kind of process? And so uh, we worked with an organization uh, called At Home in New Haven, because now with COVID-19, there's so many of these local artists who don't have a platform to kind of share. And so uh, Anthony Allen, who created the website He and several colleagues They said, well, hey, let's provide a virtual stage for local creatives to have, be able to like donate, of course, free public library. We have a free code that folks are able to participate in last night. So that's just kind of continued resources uh, just to check out and that will be on our social media. There's a meditation group and other things, book discussions that are happening as well. So we're just kind of pivoting creative that way.
1: You mentioned social media, uh, so I imagine there's a, a Facebook account for the New Haven Free Public Library? Yeah, um, Facebook,
2: uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay,
1: cool. I knew about the Facebook uh, link, but I did not know about the Instagram uh, So and Twitter, so I'll be checking both of those out. Louis, uh, do you want to leave us with any additional information or anything you think that uh, our listeners should know?
2: Sure, I would say um... You know, it's technically part of you know the Giving Tuesday 36-hour uh, presentation. If by the time people listen to this, uh, it'll probably be well over. But it's the idea that you know, as institutions, even something as little as you know any donation for the NHFPL Foundation, because you're a city department, but we still have a New Haven Public Library Foundation that helps uh, you know fundraise for things. We have our yearly Mardi Gras program. Uh, now, just, you know, because you're city department, everyone has to tighten their belts across the board. So every, you know, a little donation of even $5 you know, here and there will kind of help us in terms of programming or different initiatives. And then also, too, don't forget about us. So this is obviously for New Haven, but you have students at Quinnipiac, you know, they live across the state or across the country. Their local free public libraries. There are many respects are struggling in terms of like, yeah exciting their belts and all these sorts of things so this idea of you know letting your elected officials know that the library provides all of these kind of backbone services that kind of the behind the scenes work that people don't necessarily appreciate or may not necessarily be you know immediate impact and so kind of going back to our kind of social service dynamic i mean something to realize that traditionally when schools are closed whether it's weather closures or you know summer vacation or just vacations during the school year those yeah. families from the libraries or even with folks who have been unsheltered even if say they go to the food pantry and these other things you know if they leave the shelter at night where are they usually during the day and Uh, even just in terms of basic public health concerns. Now with COVID-19, with my branch, Wilson uh, Branch Library, you know, looking in to the neighborhood. It's a lot of, you know, beautiful neighborhood, a lot of wonderful things happening, but there are challenges. And so we're one of the few places where people have access to restrooms or cold drinking water or heating and cooling centers. So all these benefits that we kind of, this necessary social infrastructure that kind of ties us all together. So, don't forget that, continue to support it. And then it can be something as simple as registering for a library card in respective of a library, other right. places. And just even just going in for a visit, we can you know we count visits as well. So, that can be a simple. All
1: right. Awesome. Thank you again, Lewis, for um, joining us for the Isolated Together podcast and uh, for sharing your perspectives on how the New Haven Free Public Library and the Wilson branch are, are being affected by the pandemic and also working to continually serve the needs of the community. Thanks a lot.
2: Thank you, Vince. Appreciate it.
0: That was Vince Contrucci interviewing Louise Chavez Brommel from the New Haven Free Public Library. The show is also hosted and produced by me, David DeRoche. I'm the Director of Community Programming at Quinnipiac University. I also did the music. To learn more about all of our podcasts, you can visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to all of our episodes on the platform of your choice, and you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Podcasts. And if you have a story you want to share with us or something you want us to talk about or comments on episodes, find us on social media or you can shoot us an email. The address is QUPodcasts at QU.edu. On the next episode of Isolated Together, I'll be interviewing three students and their professor about some fun podcasts they made for their Art of the Audio narrative class. We are isolated together, but we can get through this together. Thanks for listening.